Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. And as I always say, we always appreciate it when you do decide to share those on social media. It helps us out a great deal. Coming to the end of the year, this is our final show of After Dark with Robin Andrew of the Year. So we're going to give a little uh, review of the year uh, and mix it in with some of the current stories because... Uh, there's some big news going on out there. Some of these things just cannot be denied until next year. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the big stories, review the year. Uh, we're looking forward to 2024 over at AmericaOutloud.news. It's going to be bigger, better, and uh, newer than ever before. Be sure to check it out. The lineup of shows is going to be incredible in 2024. And After Dark with Robin Andrew, guest hosts Heather Robinson and BB read it's gonna be a really great year and uh, we're really excited for it and uh, gonna take you guys into the election with so much going on i'm sure there's going to be a lot of twists and turns and forks in the road but as always we'll be here uh discussing it something that we cannot go uh until next year before discussing it's got to be the big news about Colorado and President Trump, right? I mean, they've actively tried to remove him from the ballot, uh, citing the January 6th insurrection. And uh, Vivek Ramswamy came out and said that uh, he will take his name off the GOP primary if this stands. And he has asked that Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Chris Christie follow suit. But I'm sure they won't. And the establishment GOP, they won't admit it, but they're actually happy about this. Uh, if Ronna McDaniel had any spine, she'd come out and say, uh, none of our candidates are going to participate in this Colorado primary uh, unless if President Trump is going to be allowed on the ballot. This is unconstitutional and ridiculous. But we'll see if Ronna McDaniel and the establishment and the GOP stand up for president trump in this ludicrous uh decision rob how are you doing tonight and what are your thoughts on what's going on in colorado well first i want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in as you mentioned this is our last show of the year before we go on a hiatus until 2024 we definitely enjoyed you guys coming on every night and listening to us give our breakdown of the news, give our analysis. Uh, as we've said before, it's because of you that we exist, and we hope that you have enjoyed it, and we hope that you will continue to stick with us in 2024, and by all means, share, share, share the podcast the same way you would share a joke that someone would send you, because that's the only way our voices will be heard. That is the only way we can get our message across, because the left are so well organized in getting their message, their propaganda message across. And the right has got to start doing the same thing. Now to the question that you put before me about Colorado and the ballot, Colorado is a blue state and the Supreme Court cons consisted of nine Democrat judges and they're showing their true colors, Andrew. They're showing that they cannot put aside their politics and be judicious in their interpretation of the law. There was never an insurrection. Jack Smith did not charge Trump with an insurrection. The FBI, as crooked as they are, 
did not say that Trump participated in an insurrection. So where is this court getting this from? Well, they've made it up. They're getting it from the propaganda arm of the media, I mean, of the Democratic Party, which is the media. They're making all this stuff up. And we, as American, we voters have to be onto them and we have to be wise and we have to call them out. Now, I've said on this show many times, and I'm sure we'll go into 2024 and be saying the exact same thing. The media needs to be stopped. It needs to be shut down. Not the free press, but the media in its current form has to be shut down because they dictate and everyone else seems to follow along, which is extremely dangerous in a democracy. It is very dangerous. These nine judges do not have the right to interfere in an election. They're not supposed to do it. Now, this is what we witnessed back in 2020 when you had courts, judges interfering in an election. Now, remember in 2000, when everyone said that the Supreme Court called the election for George Bush? No, they didn't. They just said, stop counting those ballots because we're never going to get to an end. That was it. When they stopped counting, George Bush had the most electoral votes, so he won. And Democrats were so adamant about that. Fast forward now, they're okay with the courts interfering in elections. The election of 2020 was decided in the courts, and it should not have been. Judges cannot make decisions on votes, on how people vote. That is up to the legislative arm of the government. And we saw that played out in Pennsylvania and in Wisconsin and Arizona. But no one wants to stand up and say, you can't do it. Why won't they? Because they're afraid. Neither the media on the left or the right, these big media conglomerates on the right, are sitting idly by and allowing this to happen as opposed to challenging it, as opposed to saying, wait a minute, you're you're trying to make precedent. And then using all of their might to quote the law and to go out and get legal scholars to interpret it. They won't do it. But here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, with the few resources that we have, we present it to you. And the most simplest way to present this to you is to tell you that the courts cannot make this decision. It has to be the legislative arm of the government, plain and simple. So this Supreme Court ruling by Colorado is one of those things. If they're doing, they know that they can't stop Trump at the polls. So let's just stop him. And that's what we see being played out right now with all these frivolous lawsuits. No one wants to call it out. No one wants to challenge them. No one wants to tell you that what you're seeing is ridiculous. This should not be taking place, but they want you to think that it's okay. All they have to do is explain it. And I'm sure, Andrew, if they were to explain it, people would be mad to say, wait a minute, what is going on here? This can't be happening. You you got Jack Smith wanting to try Trump, I think in, let's see, what is this? In March, I think March 25th, you have the New York State criminal. They want to try him. Then you have five, uh, May, 20, May 20th, they want to do the classified documents trial. Now, in between all this, you have elections that are going to be taking place that they want to stop Trump with. So they're thinking, well, we can't stop him here. Well, let's remove him from the ballot. And Andrew, Colorado isn't the only state that has tried this. They've been successful so far, but there have been other states that have ruled against us and say, no, you can't do it. He has to be on the ballot. Now, interestingly right. enough, California has been trying that for years. California. Now, interestingly enough, I think the court in the Supreme Court consists of nine individuals. And I think that of the nine, six made the ruling, but they didn't want their names released. They were afraid, whereas three were okay with their names being put out there. And I can't remember what they called it, but some legal term that their names, you wouldn't know how they voted. But it doesn't matter because you're all Democrats. And then when they issued this ruling, they said, okay, we're going to put a stay on it right now. 
Why aren't you going to put a stay on it? Because they know that this is going to be appealed. Look at how they're wasting our time, wasting taxpayer dollars, being political, trying to do the bidding for the media and the Democrat Party. Well, we're going to help you guys out. We're going to see if we can keep Trump off the ballot because of insurrection. There was no insurrection. There was no insurrection. But see, the media has thrown that term out there, and now people are believing it. College-educated people are believing it. And you know something else I want to talk about, Andrew, because I know that tonight we're talking just about various topics, great shows and all this that we've had throughout the year. And I mean, we've had quite a few, especially this last – toward the end of the year. But I I just thought about something that I want to throw out there, kind of away from the topic, but it's on my mind. I want to say this to all those knuckleheads that are marching against – the Jews and they're supporting Palestine and they claim Gaza, but they're not. They're supporting ha- Hamas <laughs> because the majority of the folks yeah. in uh, the, Pal- the Palestinians, I, was, I think I saw 60%, they are so against Israel that it's not even funny. But the point that I want to bring up is that while you people are out there protesting and you listen to uh, this woman, Gay, give all her uh, thoughts and she won't say anything about what's happening on our campus is wrong, it's anti-Semitic. Let me just rem- remind, <laughs> I hate doing this. Let me remind Black people that while you're out there supporting this woman and you're collapsing at what Harvard is doing to Jews, the Jewish individuals or Jewish brothers and sisters, remember, it wasn't that long ago that the same group of people were mad at Harvard because they said that Harvard benefited off of the slave uh uh, what was it? What did they say? Off of, uh, off of the backs of slaves to build many of their colleges on the, the university. Let's not forget about that. So while you guys are locking in arms saying, yeah, let's stand up for Harvard, you guys were against Harvard about a decade or so ago. Saying that they benefited from the slave trade and that they benefited from the works of the slave because the slaves helped to build the college campus. Now you're watching March and Lock and Step, Harvard, Harvard, Harvard. Now you see how stupid you people are? How stupid what you're doing makes absolutely no sense. And I'm sure if you can go through and find some other things that are contradictory to what these knuckleheads are doing, one of the biggest ones is that the people that are marching, especially these gay people, Hamas would just as soon as slice cut your throat. Yeah, if they were in one of these Muslim countries that they're marching for like uh the palestinians they would throw them off a roof if they had it their way and this is who they are marching for i mean they're just completely disconnected from reality and as far as i'm concerned these people are all terrorist sympathizers and supporting terrorists which leads you to the next thing it's very scary uh, whenever we have another terrorist attack in this country because we all know one is going to happen eventually we're going to have a lot of idiots on the left that are on the side of the terrorist yep not the americans who are going to be under attack i mean we're going to have these people who are going to be terrorist sympathizers and we're already seeing it and uh it's absurd you look at Elon Omar trying to introduce a new uh, flag in Minnesota that looks just like the pol- or, um, the Somalian flag. I mean, this stuff is a disgrace to America, and we need to put a stop to it uh, before uh, their population really explodes. I mean, Barack Obama shipped in hundreds of thousands overnight uh, into states like Detroit or into states like Michigan and Minnesota, Dearborn, uh, Michigan, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I mean, they're just filled with the Muslim community. And I'm sorry, but all these people have not been vetted. Uh, there, there's a lot of terrorists here in America. And I, 
apparently by what we're seeing, these marches in New York, I mean, they are huge, Rob. The amount of people coming out to these marches, it's just scary that there's that many of them here. And as I said, I truly believe if there was ever a radical Muslim attack on America again, uh, these people would be on the terrorist side. They would be on the terrorist side. And you got to also remember, Andrew, that a lot of these people that are marching here in New York, they've been bussed in by George Soros. George Soros has set this agenda, he and Barack Obama. And as I've said on many occasions, why aren't there deep pocket Republicans to go after him? Deep pocket Republicans to counter what he's doing. Why can't they find candidates and run those candidates for local elections? Well, they won't do it because they like what they see right now. Look at the Koch brothers. As long as they have their money, they don't care. So again, as I mentioned about Harvard, you got black people marching out there supporting, oh, yeah, 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 anti-Semite, let's let's just be nasty. We don't like the Jews. But remember, you guys were saying, and maybe not you, but maybe your parents, because you're probably your parents' offsprings, were saying how bad Harvard was because Harvard benefited off the backs of slaves. If anything, you should be telling Harvard, Harvard, you're bad. You're a bad actor. Why does this kept? You know why? Because these people don't know history. They don't know Mm. history. And when you don't know history, and we've talked about this before on our shows, you are doomed to repeat it. And we're repeating history now because right now they're going after the Jews. Do you think that this will last long? No, it will not. Because before long, people are going to wake up and they're going to say, wait a minute, the people that are destroying society, the people that are destroying our inner cities are black and brown people. And it's the truth. You see it on the nightly news. Look at what happened in Florida. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the school, a group of black kids beating up another kid. This will not last. And this, this is yeah, putting a, at- a, a bull's eye on the back of many black people who are against this. It is time to stand up and call it out. You're right. And if you look at a couple of the most hated groups by the left, it's white men. Uh, white people in general, and Jews. Uh, And they seem to be the ones that are under attack. And at the end of the day, uh, really, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. I mean, obviously, they don't make up all of it. But if you count white people and Jews, uh, they've been a huge part of building this country. And they're under constant attack from the left. Uh, And it's just really a shame that we see this time and time again, especially with the oppression that the Jews have already faced, uh, what, 80 years ago. I mean, people like to think that World War II was like 150 years ago. It really wasn't that long ago. We're just now seeing people from that generation uh, dying off that were still alive. Well, and they want people to forget. They want people to think that it was that long ago. They want people to think that it didn't exist. And as you said, you look at the benefactors, the people who have brought this country forward, the the people who have done things. You're going to find wrong no matter what you do. But to try to say all white men are bad and they're this and now all Jews and they're after the Jews now because they're looking at Jews that are fair skin. But I submit to you, there are Jews that are dark skin. But see, this is a lack of education and, and it's because of the media. And, you know, you got to blame, I, and we've talked about this before, conservatives. We turned our backs on education, allowing liberals to teach our children. And now look at what has happened. Look at Ted Cruz, someone from one of his kids was like, become woke. Even Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's look dangerous. At Democrats are trying to erase history still. You look at what they're doing with this Confederate memorial at Arlington Cemetery. Uh, Trump judge had actually blocked the removal of the statue, but uh, apparently uh, things have changed once again, and it's been approved to proceed. So they're going to uh, keep trying. About this. 
Yeah, like we've talked about before, they just like to erase uh, history, uh, even the negative and positive. Uh, you got to remember this stuff, as everyone says, or you're doomed to repeat it. And Andrew, it's only a matter of time before they come after Martin Luther King. It's only a matter of time. It is only a matter of time. And when you have these woke judges, like in Colorado, who's going to go along with the plan, it will happen. It will happen, plain and simple. So people have got to wake up and be aware of what they're sending us. And it's so, this is so, this is from the book of Mao. We've had a guest to come on here last year to talk about this. How they went in, they used the kids, they used the young people because they knew that the young people didn't know. They knew that they can get to the young people and sell them anything and they would go for it. And look at what's happening now. We have a generation of kids that are out there protesting, not knowing anything. Remember how on TikTok, Bin Laden's message to America was like making the, the, the charge and was just exploding. People were saying, oh, we listened to what he said and it was so true. It's like the man was a butcher. The man was a killer. But see, this is what happens, Andrew, when people forget Mm. history and they don't know history. Yeah, what we're seeing is very, very communist, to say the least. Uh, Tucker Carlson's made some interesting headlines as of late. He's warned President Trump about a potential pick for vice president that he says would turn him off to the point that he would no longer support Trump. In addition to that, Carlson had some interesting comments about Ron DeSantis and his supporters. More of that when we come back. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew. As I mentioned before the break, Tucker Carlson recently had uh, some interesting statements, certainly uh, with the presidential races we've seen. He seems to be backing President Trump. However, 
it seems like that's conditional support. One of uh, Carlson's conditions seems to be that President Trump does not pick Nikki Haley as vice president. Uh, Carlson cited her lobbyist, uh, her warmongering, saying how out of touch she is with the GOP. All things that I really agree with Tucker on. Um I wouldn't say that if he was President Trump was going up against Joe Biden, him having Nikki Haley as his vice president nominee would be a deal breaker. I mean, let's get real here. I think Tucker's over exaggerating, maybe slightly, but I am glad that he's putting this out there. Tucker's got an extreme amount of influence. So hopefully uh, President Trump and his team will listen to him. But uh, Nikki Haley does make some sense, unfortunately, as she has a lot of money. We keep hearing that uh, Trump and the GOP, they don't have any money because no one trusts uh, the GOP to give them money. Rob and I have told people not to donate to the GOP, in fact, donate to President Trump directly. But Nikki Haley's got all these billionaire lobbyists going for her, so she could bring some money in. Uh, she's a woman. She's got that going for her, and although Trump's not the type to play identity politics. But uh, yeah, Carlson saying it's a deal breaker if Trump picked Nikki Haley. Uh, he also had some interesting comments about Ron DeSantis supporters. But first, Rob, what's your take on uh, Tucker and his words uh, about Nikki Haley and President Trump? Well, you know how we feel about Nikki Haley, Andrew, uh, about the same way we feel about Ron DeSantis, that they both told Trump that they would not run, and then they end up running. Run DeSantis, he only became governor because Trump came down and helped him in his campaign against Andrew Gillum. And then Trump looked at Nikki Haley, who was who had supported uh, Marco Rubio, and she became a supporter of Trump, although she spoke viciously of Trump during the 2016 run. And then he made her the UN ambassador. She was a great she was great at that job, you know, very strong Trump supporter. But then after Jan 6, she started flip-flopping and saying things that she shouldn't say, right. only to go to Mar-a-Lago well, let, to let, kiss let, the let, ring. Let, let's rewind slightly. We saw some signs before January 6. I mean, True. she supported the Black Lives Matter riots. She uh, came out and endorsed Bubba Wallace's noose hoax. I mean, this woman, she will flop like the wind. Uh, she is not a real conservative. She's just an establishment politician. But yeah, ever since January 6th, she's made it even more apparent that uh, she is no friend of President Trump's. And hopefully uh, he makes a lot better hiring decisions this time around. If there is one thing that President Trump could have done better, everyone says it's the people that he put around him the first time around. Well, you're right with that. I mean, we saw the signs from her uh, way before then. And it's really unfortunate because she has the potential, but she's also, from what we can see, has well, she's part of the swamp. The ex- Not the swamp, but the establishment, I'll say. She's part of the establishment. She knows what she's supposed to do, but at the same time, she wavers because she wants to please people. Like you said, the whole thing with Bubba Wallace, Black Lives Matter. And I mean, you can say a person's life matter without jumping on board with their foolishness. Now, I'm sure her background dictated the way she thinks, 
because she said when she was coming up that she was like the new kid on the block and people talked about them and said different things about it. So I, I see I see where she's coming from. But at the same time, you have to be judicious in your decision making process and you have to be wise and you can't be uh, taken in by the masses. Now, she heard the thing about Bubba Wallace. I never jumped on board with it. I always wanted more evidence because I see how these things have a tendency of mushrooming. And then when you start looking at them, it's not exactly the way they reported them. So I can see how, how Tucker Carlson would say, you know, that's a deal breaker. He can't pick her because she is one of those individuals. He would pick her and then she would probably work in direct opposition of Trump's agenda. And we can't have that. Yeah, right. It is hyperbolic, though, to say that he wouldn't support him if uh, he picked her. I mean, at that point, what choice would you have? Because if he chooses her for vice president, uh, the Republican primary in all likelihood True. would be over by then. So, True. Um, and, I mean, and what if you choice would we have at that point? If you don't vote for him, are you going to vote for a Democrat or are you going to say, well, I'm just going to sit out? And I hate when people say that, well, I'm just going to sit out. OK, by sitting out, in essence, you're by default giving a vote to the other side. Yeah. And people make up uh, a little too much of a big deal out of the vice president. It's mostly a ceremonial position, as we've seen with Kamala Harris. Uh, there's really <laughs> not much work that gets done from the vice president. Uh, in fairness, I think Mike Pence did a lot better job than Kamala Harris did. Uh, as far as his uh, run as vice president. But um, I, I think uh, it's just a little strong to say that you wouldn't support Trump if you picked Haley. I mean, I dislike her as much as anyone, but because like, we're saying what choice would we have at that point? And it's just vice president. I mean, I'd be relieved that she's not the candidate for president. I mean, well, vice president, thing, oh, no big deal. Exactly. But what you have to remember, Andrew, is that Trump is only going to be there for one term. He should only be there for one term. And then that person would take over the reins. So if she is vice president, I mean, you're looking at the next president. <laughs> so they're saying, you know, and it would be interesting to see how this would play out. Whoever Trump decides to pick, uh, I don't think she brings much to the table other than her gender. Uh, I think that there are other people. You see, this is a thing. Had she just done the right thing, she would have been an ideal candidate. Ideal. But I, I, yeah. I still struggle with the loyalty issue. Uh, and, and folks, do do understand me. If Trump goes with her, I'm going to still vote for the ticket because I'm voting for Trump. And I don't want Joe Biden or whomever's going to be there in. Now, you know, I heard something interesting, uh, Andrew, the other day. Oh, go ahead and make your thoughts because I want to mention something else. Uh, I was just going to say of the uh, women that President Trump could choose, I've always uh, preferred uh, Christy Noem to Nikki Haley. I just think she's a stronger conservative. Uh, you look at the lockdowns, she was the most conservative governor in the country, and she's been a staunch Trump supporter. Um, little concern that maybe these Corey Lewandowski allegations in the alleged affair per perhaps damaged her, but if Trump was going to go the female route, uh, I didn't see anyone better than uh, Kirstie Noem. I mean, I really like Carrie Lake, but I just don't think she's a big enough name and she's not accomplished enough uh, to choose. That's interesting because I and I mentioned this to you before. I don't see uh, Noam as being VP. I just I don't see it. There's probably something that I'm missing, but she's never been on my radar to be the VP. But the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that all this chatter around Gavin Newsom and being the it boy and even by some conservatives, I think they're like in fascinated. They're fascinated, enthralled with him because of his hair, his looks. I don't know what it is. Not my type, but uh, but there are other Democrats in the party 
like the, uh, the, the governor of Michigan. I don't like her, but she's also a major player. Even your governor, Andrew Pritzker, who's a billionaire who can self-refund his own campaign, although he's done absolutely nothing. But I just find it interesting how all this attention is on Gavin Newsom, who's destroyed his state. Whereas Whitmer, uh, she's not good, but she's also popular in the Democrat Party. So who knows? They, One of them, Pritzker or Whitmer, might pop up you know, and be a strong contender if Joe fizzles out, but then too, they would have to hopscotch over Kamala Harris. And these are just some of the things that we spoke about the entire year of 2023 and watching this all play out. And now that we're you know, coming toward the end of the year and people had said earlier on, they thought that Joe was going to bow out before Thanksgiving so that it would give the, uh, the whomever that was going to run in his stead the opportunity to put together a campaign. But we're hearing right now that Joe is saying, hey, I'm young. What do you guys mean? I'm not old. He doesn't even know how old he is. This just came out <laughs> a story the other day that Joe's like d- doesn't even know how old he is. And he feels as though he's saying, I still feel like I'm a young man. Well, what kind of young man? Because you have aged and you're aging daily. And that Jill is trying to get him to eat healthy, to, t- to rest more. Jill, come on. The man is resting all the time. When is he not resting? Yeah. I mean, his I would say he gets like an hour or so on the job, Andrew, before he calls it a quit. Yeah, his approval rating is the lowest in history since they started keeping track during World War II. Uh, in fact, I guess they used to say uh, with every candidate, it's the lowest besides Jimmy Carter. Well, he's even like 10 points lower than Jimmy Carter ever was with his approval yeah. rating. I mean, that that's how bad things have gotten for Joe Biden. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a huge contingent of Americans that do dislike President Trump. But, man, uh, Democrats are really going to be taking a chance if they try and ride that horse again. Well, I hope they do take a chance. And the thing about it, again, is that the media, Trump's uh, his approval ratings is, is the, a direct result of the media and their false narrative. One of them is that he's a racist, and you hear that all the time. Everybody's a racist if you don't agree with their policies. And it's so sad how they have t- bastardized that word and just taken away the true meaning, and that if you don't agree with them, you're a racist. As I mentioned to you in one of our other shows, they said that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were racist before they weren't racist. So, I mean, they use that word. Even Joe Biden, when Joe Biden was running against Barack Obama, they said that he was a racist. Now, all at once, he's not a racist. Even Kamala Harris said he was a racist. That's the reason why Jill Biden doesn't like him. I mean, this is what the Democrats have done. They take these words, and words do have meanings. They take them, and they destroy them, and then it comes back and bite them on the butt. I mean, the other day, we were talking about this this boy, not a boy, but a man, grown man in the House of the Senate, hoisted up on the uh, Senate table, having sex. And now he's coming out saying, oh, don't attack me. Please don't attack me. It's like, dude, come on, give it a break. But see, this is what the Democrats do. Rules for thee, not for me. And that's what you get when you're listening to After Dark and Robert with Robert and Andrew. We're going to cover all these stories. And we're going to make certain that you have the latest and the greatest so that you can make an informed decision. Because we know that the media on the left will not give you an informed decision. They're compromised. And as we said on so many occasions, they're definitely the arm of the Democrat Party, the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. I mean, what are the way, why do you think the Democrats have been so successful so far in getting their messaging out there? It's because of the media. 
the media and the talk show hosts, uh, talk shows that are out there. It's just, I mean, trying to go up against that 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 apparatus is like it's next to impossible. But Trump has been successful, Andrew, in doing it, and I hope he continues on to do it. So no matter what happens, uh, I don't know who he's going to pick. I don't think he'll pick Tim Scott because Tim Scott doesn't bring anything to the table. Uh, someone has said that he might go with uh, what is the guy's name, the doctor, whom doesn't bring anything to the table either. I don't. Oh, and definitely. I mean, why would he? Why are people wanting him to pick Tucker Carlson? What is he going to bring to the table? He's not into politics. Yeah, he's he's a strong ally in the media that we need. We need him in the media. Right. Uh, I kind of like. Uh, I like. Uh... Vivek Ramswamy. I mean, I know a lot of people do not trust the guy, but um, how are you going to know if you can trust him unless if you put him in some kind of position of power? So um, I'm willing to give a chance on him, take a chance on him. He's saying all the right things. Obviously, we don't know if he's going to follow up on him, but I think as vice president, we could kind of see a little bit how he would govern. So uh, I'd love to him to take a chance on someone like Vivek. Uh, just really just not one of these establishment choices that uh, people are going to dislike, like Nikki Haley is really all I'm concerned about. Right. Uh, I never, like I said, vice, pre- pre- vice president's a little overrated. I haven't seen, I, I, I don't see Vivek as being a vice president. I think that I could see him somewhere else in the administration as a mouthpiece, but definitely not vice president material to me at this point. I don't see that. Uh, he is definitely a, maybe he should be the press secretary if Trump should get it or someone, uh, he, he needs to have a strong presence because he's not afraid to speak. He's not afraid to talk. Right. He's not afraid to tell it like it is. And I like that. We need that. And the more I look at it, I sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is he out there just to help Trump? <sighs> I mean, yeah, we wouldn't because... <laughs> we wouldn't be short on sound bites if uh, that was the administration. That's for sure. Oh my gosh, he, those two would be tell, telling it like it is all the time. He should definitely be in Trump's administration, without a doubt, hands down. He should be in the administration. Press secretary. I never thought of that. I like that. Uh, yep, position he could be. The, yeah, he could be the press secretary, but he should definitely be in that position. Uh, because I yeah. I could see him uh, really. I mean, just being in the White House, he should be there. Now again, just looking back, and whoever... people people like to be so skeptical of of Vivek's record. I'd like to see him get a chance, so we could maybe see him build up a little bit of a record and see how he does. Well, I'm not skeptical. I mean, because you look at Trump. I mean, Trump wasn't a like they say always like a Republican. Uh, he had Republican ideas, concepts, but he voted for Democrats. I think so. I that that doesn't bother me as much. Uh, them saying, "Well, Vivek, he voted for Barack Obama." I don't I don't care about that. <laughs> You know, I don't yeah, care about the blue creator, Chris Christie, yeah, saying God, that about him. That, uh, that he's such a loser. I mean, and would he stop? Please stop wearing shorts. They're not for you. Take them off. They're jacked up. Uh, and, you know, it's really sad because Chris Christie did himself in. He was a once shining star in the Republican Party, but you know what? We might have missed the bullet because we see how vindictive he is. You know, you have people who come out there, and this is a good thing. You see, you have people who come out and they present one image, but then when things don't go their way, they start to crack at the pressure. And I definitely think he's been cracking, Andrew, because you look at him. I mean, he's all, he has so much, so it seems, hate for Trump that he want, he yes. doesn't want Trump to get his like, but do you do realize 
that what you're doing could damage our chances of taking the White House. You, know, you say you've known him for 30-something years. Right. You've known him for 30 years, and now you're saying that, no, Trump, he's a dictator. He's this. Come on. You're just mad. You've been vindictive, man. Come on. And and the guy had some potential. I mean, you look back at him when of he was course. governor. I mean, he, he seemed like a fighter in a lot of things. You look at clips of him going back and forth with the teachers union. He, he wouldn't back up an inch. I mean, uh, he was a loud spoken guy, but he just let it get so personal with him and President Trump. And then as far as I'm concerned, his other problem is he's clearly a sellout. He went to mainstream media to be a TV pundit to basically rip the Republican Party on the left-wing stations, and uh, his loyalty to the Republicans is long, fast gone. I mean, he's lost all trust with uh, Republican voters, and that's why he's polling the way he is. I mean, he ruined his own political career to me when he went on whatever network it was, I think it was ABC, as a regular anchor, and uh, bashed President Trump instead of defending him uh, when he had the chance. I'll just say this. He's nothing but a bloviator, Andrew. That's it. He is a bloviator. We're up against a commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about Tucker Carlson's recent comments on Ron DeSantis supporters. But before that, if you guys are looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, aren't we all? Check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You can go to HealthyCell.com or AmericaOutloud.shop which has a ton of other great products as well. And save with the promo code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrews. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. 
There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. We are back here on After Dark with Robin Andrew for our final half of the final show of 2023. Once again, we want to uh, thank you guys all for your support. Cannot do it without you guys. And uh, you guys really do keep us going. So uh, thank you all for supporting After Dark with Robin and Andrew or uh, anything on America Out Loud for that matter. Uh, we appreciate it. Tucker Carlson recently came out and spoke against Ron DeSantis and his campaign. I know when I co-hosted or uh, had on uh, Booker as a co-host, uh, we talked about this. His supporters seem to be uh, some real low life. Some of them, not all of them, but he's got people like Jenna Ellis supporting him, who we know is a big snitch, and many others who've got questionable past. But Tucker Carlson came out and said that Ron DeSantis supporters, the people who represent him online, are the nastiest, the stupidest, and the most zero-sum people he's ever seen in his life. Um, obviously, that's not a compliment, but I often wonder what's with these people. They supported President Trump for four years, at least they claim they did. Then Trump gets the election stolen from him, and then they not only turn on President Trump and support someone else, which, okay, that's fine. if You can support whoever you want to support, but the way that they attack Trump from the left, like constantly using the same talking points that the Democrats use, uh, it's just a huge turnoff on Ron DeSantis and his campaign. As I said, I try and block a lot of that out. I'm not going to come out here and say that I hate Ron DeSantis or anything like that. I think he's been a pretty decent governor from what I can tell. But uh, his supporters really are uh, some vile people, and I don't know where he has been getting them. And let me clarify that again. Some of them, not all of them. I'm talking about some of these more boisterous ones on social media. Obviously, uh, every political party has some bad apples as I've always said, unfortunately, the left does not have a monopoly on idiots. But um, yeah, what do you make of the Tucker Carlson's comments on Ron DeSantis supporters? Well, I didn't hear the the his comments. You called it to my attention, and I I don't know. Uh, may, maybe that is the case. I do know that whoever the supporters are, they they aren't enough to for him to best Donald Trump. I don't think they're enough for him to even best Nikki Haley. I think no. that and. Sorry to cut you off, Rob, but to give you some more information, I've been following it on Twitter. And these people have been running uh, bot farms, like his campaign manager, this guy, he's running like three different accounts, anonymous accounts, acting like they're uh, just random DeSantis supporters. He's been outed as running the accounts. And uh, they've got all these rooms set up where they've got all their accounts in them, and they're retweeting them for engagement, making it look like the posts are bigger than what they really are. I mean, they're doing all kinds of tricks like that that has recently been outed on social media, which again... Again, all can candidates and campaigns, I'm sure, are guilty of. But uh, some of the loudest ones, like uh, John Cardillo, I don't know if you ever follow him, but he's really been making a fool of himself lately. Uh, Bill Mitchell, uh, Jenna Ellis, we all know about her. Uh, some of these people I really do think have hurt Ron DeSantis' campaign. 
Yeah, they have. And I think he has them there because he's thinking that this is going to help him. He had a once promising career. And I think that he destroyed that career when he decided he was going to run for the president. He should have waited. It wasn't his time. And we spoke about this. As we even did a show on this, Andrew, that he should have waited. It wasn't his time. But he was busy listening to the Carl Rose and the Bushes saying, oh, you can do it. You were so great as a governor of Florida. And Florida, you turned it red. And all the people are going to Florida. And they're going to help you win. Well, Florida isn't the only state he has to win. You know, this is when, this is when you're, you're, it takes a real smart politician to read the tea leaves and say, hey, maybe this isn't my time. And you look at how disastrous his campaign has been, and he's had to hit the, what is it, the restart button on several occasions. I mean, he should have just bowed out and said, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to support Trump. And then when it's my time, he's going to throw all of his support behind me. And you got to also understand, Andrew, and our listeners, is that the left and the media, they've been trying to peel away Trump supporters since way back in 2016. Trump doesn't like you. Trump is doing this. And Trump, Trump, Trump. It doesn't matter what Trump says, his supporters are there. And we've both said that sometimes we wish he would just be quiet. But I think he knows what he's saying, and he knows how to roll with it. Like the comment he made about the uh, people being Burmans. And they're saying, oh, he's saying the same thing that Hitler would say. Uh-huh. And then he came out and said, they're the, the uh, illegals, they're poisoning the blood. It's true. They are. Why are they here? And, of course, the media. Yeah, tr- he sounds like Hitler. Why well, thought you guys said that Hitler, the Holocaust, didn't exist? So which one is it? You're telling people Trump- it didn't exist until you want to play the card. Trump will be Trump, and you got to let Trump be Trump. That's what I've always continued to say. Uh, just recently, he's came out and saying that we have to primary Chip Roy after Chip Roy endorsed Ron DeSantis. And people are like, oh, my gosh, Chip Roy's got this excellent liberty score, whatever they say. But uh, what they don't understand is if you attack President Trump, you're going to get it back. If you mess with the bull, you're going to get the horns, is the saying. So uh, Chip Roy coming out and endorsing President uh, Ron DeSantis and bashing President Trump, uh, he's fair game for President Trump to come out and bash. A lot of times people will come out and criticize Trump for uh, saying things about these people, but 99% of the time, he has a reason. I mean, these people have said something about him, and Trump listens to everything. Well, here's my thing. If you're going to endorse DeSantis or someone else, just do it and be quiet. You don't have to bash the other candidate. Look at Sununu. Now, when it's all said and done, as I've said this on many occasions, when it's all said and done, and we have the candidate, are you going to support the candidate? Are you going to put all your support behind that candidate? Because if you don't, in essence, you're turning it over to the Democrats. And I think that's what the media is hoping. They're trying to build this wedge in the, within, the Demo- within the Republican Party so that when Trump is a nominee, they'll say, OK, what are you going to do? You can't support him. Stay on the sidelines. And then they'll run and they'll get these people to put them on their show. And then they'll start saying, well, you know. We don't like Joe, but, you know, we get Trump. It's going to be a dictatorship. And it's like, come on, stop it. I mean, we have spoken about this on this show from in the entire year and how the Republicans need to pull it together and stay together. Stop being afraid to fight. When you open the show, you were talking about the Supreme Court uh, ruling in Colorado, trying to keep Trump off the ballot. We have... Republicans or conservatives in a lot of red states who could, I mean, I don't want them to 
you know, behave politically, but they could. And look at where we would be. I mean, and not behaving politically, they you would think that you would have uh, attorney generals that are conservatives that would go to these different states and bring election charges against some of the elected officials for not behaving properly. You look at these women who are trying to get more money from Rudy Giuliani. The judge who's allowing this is a Democrat. I mean, these women don't deserve any money. And then they're out smiling, thinking, well, we're going to put a lien here. It's like, no, this is what this is what Democrats do. They constantly have you thinking, we're going to give you, we're going to give you, we're going to give you. And that's the reason why I keep, people keep voting for them. Look at the border the other day, El Paso, Texas. Look at those thousands of people that are waiting to come into Texas. Why are they coming there? Because they want to turn Texas blue. Because the people that are there aren't going to vote blue. So it's like, oh, let's bring all these people in. And Andrew, how in the heck are we going to get these people out of here? I keep wondering, how are we going to get them out? Because we've got to get them out. They don't belong here. And we've spoken about that throughout the entire year. The illegals that are coming in, that people want to refer to them as being undocumented. No, don't say undocumented because you're making them feel comfortable. Call them illegal aliens because they're here illegally. Put shame on them and maybe they'll go back home. Yeah, it's unbelievable what we've been seeing with him as of late. And here in Illinois, Pritzker's decided he's going to give them all driver's licenses, uh, tell me that he's not going to let them vote, and that's not their plan. Give me a break. Uh, we've seen that little boy die in the warehouse that was sheltering migrants in Chicago. Apparently, at least four more kids are sick now, saying that uh, they're not great living conditions there. Uh, we've seen the migrants literally toss out food because it, they said it wasn't up to their standards. Did you see that one, Rob? Where uh, the migrants were were fed a bunch of food and they refused to eat it and tossed it out, just wasting the food because uh, they're not getting a variety on their menu, apparently. I mean, this is the kind of things that we're dealing with with this border crisis, and it's just ripping these communities apart with what to do with this influx of illegal aliens. And this is all brought to you by Joe Biden and the Democrats. Rob and I warned about it years ago when they got up on that debate stage and promised them free health care, free food stamps, free everything if you cross our border illegally. And uh, guess what? They took them up on it. I'll tell you what you could do to them, send them back across the border. We've spoken about this on numerous occasions throughout the year of 2023. Send them back. They don't belong here. Yes, they're poisoning the bloodstream. Yes, they're poisoning our system. And this whole thing with uh, citizenship by birth, no, cut it out. No, no way. Everyone that was born here, you need to correct the birth certificate because they don't belong here. They are not citizens. I'm surprised they haven't already updated that, amended the Constitution. As I said, they did it during the uh, during slavery because you had a few Democrats that wanted to say, "Oh no, you're not a citizen. You're not a citizen. You're you're still a slave. You're 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 not." So they changed it and said, "If you're born here, you are a citizen." We need to change that because the Democrats are abusing the system. Even the Chinese are sending people here that are pregnant, Andrew, so they can become citizens. It has to stop. As I mentioned previously, this is ripping apart our communities. 
which Chicago Mayor Brenda Johnson apparently realizes because he said the same thing, that this is ripping apart our communities. I was like, okay, I can get behind that. But then guess what? Instead of blaming Joe Biden, guess who he blamed? Texas Governor Greg Abbott, he said, is causing this uh, this influx of illegals and the reason that these communities are being overran. I mean, these people are completely delusional. Who would believe that? Democrats would. Democrats, that's the reason why they're attacking Abbott, saying that he he is trying to protect his state. I was watching the news and I saw all these illegals in this one field. And they're not just coming from Mexico, Andrew. They're coming from Africa. They're coming from Iran. They're coming from the Middle East. How in the heck? Who's giving them the money to cross all those borders to get to Mexico? I would submit to you George Soros and his son. We need to look at this. I mean, these are things that Republicans could be looking at right now and saying, okay, we're going to impeach you because we know this is what's happening. And not only that, why isn't anyone going after George Soros? Why aren't they going after him? We know what he's doing is wrong. Had he been a Republican, the media would have already exposed him. So what is a right-wing media waiting on? This man is a threat to our democracy. It is because of him that the country is being destroyed. And you know what else? He's a whole lot older than Joe Biden. I think he's 93. He's in his 90s. Granted, he's slowed down. Granted, he's turning over all of his evil doings to his son so that his son can continue on. But this man should be, he shouldn't be in the country. If I were a wealthy individual, I would have already put together a task force or a team to go after him to find out all the dirt they can find on him so that he could, they could revoke his citizenship. And remember, folks, he was a hedge fund, uh, hedge fund guy, and I think he got – they kicked him out of the stock exchange for, for unscrupulous behavior. But no one is going to say anything about him. It's just whispered in quiet silos. This is George Soros' candidate. George Soros, George Soros. I wouldn't at all be surprised he's behind those Supreme Court judges in Colorado. I'm sure he, was, he funded this initiative to keep Trump off the ballot. I'm sure he's funded it in other states. Yeah, and you know what's a little surprising is Chris Christie's actually come out and um, rejected this Colorado. He said Donald Trump should not be prevented from being president by any court. He should be prevented from being president of the United States by the voters of this country, Christie declared in this wake of the Colorado ruling. I don't believe that it's good for our country if he's precluded from the ballot by a court, he said, before observing that Trump had never faced trial for inciting insurrection and that he deserved a decision from a jury before having his rights revoked. Christie's speaking common sense right there, but obviously, in my view, uh, he's just trying to save some face and maybe make his popularity go up a couple percentage points. Yeah, I don't trust anything Chris, Chris, Chris Christie says. What he's saying is truthful, exactly. but I, I still don't trust him. Uh, he's a bloviator. He will say anything for attention. As you mentioned, during the second block, he went on became a commentator on ABC just to get money. Then when they saw that he wasn't a draw, they dumped him. He thought he was going to get his own show, but it didn't happen. And I think he's he's the kind of guy who's full of himself. He was good at a certain point in time, the way he handled Jersey. 
But after that, he's lost his luster. He left the governorship, the lowest polling ever. And uh, now it's like, forget it. Now, hey, before we before, and we're coming up against the time, but I want to mention this also. Uh, what is the guy's name? Uh, Eric Adams. Going into the new year, I don't know if he's still going to be mayor because I'm hearing that they're going to indict him. Now, this is rather interesting because he was the darling of the party. First, it was Cuomo. Then they also say that Cuomo is looking for running for mayor. Cuomo, who got kicked out of office thanks to Letitia James, he should have never resigned because they were saying that he committed sexual harassment only to find out that he did it. But they scared him enough, so he ju- he stepped down. Now he wants to make a political comeback, and they're saying he's looking at the mayorship. Ain't going to happen because we're going to always remember what you did to those uh, nursing homes whereby people die. Now, the media will probably cover it up, but on After Dark with Robin Andrew, we're not going to cover it up. But what I want to talk about is Eric Adams. Andrew, it's a possibility that he could be indicted in 2024, who was once a darling of the party, was doing their bidding, out talking a lot of trash, and now that he spoke out against Biden, they don't need him anymore. Now, how interesting is that? He could be possibly indicted and will have to step down as being the mayor. <laughs> we did a show on that, Andrew. They eat their own, meaning Democrats. If you don't, you don't toe the, podi- the party lines, they will come after you. Look at Bob Menendez. And now they're coming after Eric Adams. And I think he was one of the topics during that night when we had that show, Andrew. Yeah, certainly a lot uh, to make of that, for sure. Eric Adams, um, like you said, started off as a Democrat darling. Then all of a sudden, look how quickly things have fallen apart for him. Seemed to be right when he started uh, paying attention to what's going on with Biden and this immigration crisis what a crazy year we've seen 2023 we've seen the border crisis at record numbers Uh, we've seen the united states just continue to dole out money to ukraine for this endless war between ukraine and russia Uh, we saw the october 7th attack on israel and horror we've seen the domestic terrorists on our own country supporting this and then uh, we've seen biden um, basically apologizing to terrorists. So uh, this has been a crazy year, 2024. We need a fresh start, a new man in the White House. And uh, I believe it's going to happen. I've been praying that it's going to happen, just as I know all of you have as well. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrews throughout 2023. We want to give a special thanks, shout out to BB and Heather for coming on, as well as all the guests that joined us. Also, a big shout out to America Out Loud. Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora wherever you stream or go to americaoutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.